Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. Like, where's the line? Yeah. Five. We're, we're figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Light Me at Five. Light Me at Five. With Dean Jernigan, Dean Jernigan Rusty, Nixon, Rusty Nixon, and Jason LaFoon. Light Me at Five. <sighs> oh. Yeah, let's go again. <laughs> We really should work out a system. We have a system. You just won't adhere to it. What was our system? I point at you. I say, I say whenever you're ready, and I then was, I point at you. I was I was doodling. I wouldn't even, I didn't even see you point. I, Every time. That's, it's the system and Dean just failing to participate. Yeah. That's what's happening. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Light me at five. We're just sitting here in the room where we do this. <laughs> All the equipment running, headphones on, and Dean's like, well, how am I supposed to know? I was doodling. How am I supposed to know what's going on, guys? I was I was getting my uh I was getting my uh, our closing uh oh, comments see, in nah, line. It went from doodling to doing work. No, oh, I yeah. did. I did. I drew a rocket ship around, <laughs> around that, that word right there. And that's what I was actually finishing was the rocket ship. <laughs> it had the flame coming out of the bottom. Of no, the I know. I didn't get that far. Okay. You know, All I just right. got the nose done. Right. It just looks like a dick now. It just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's how you left me with just this flaccid. Yeah. I hope you're proud of yourself. I, I'm always proud of myself. Thanks for joining us. Light me at five. We're happy to see uh, some of you are still sticking around with us. Uh, I'm Dean Jernigan. <laughs> we got to get a system. I pointed. Oh, oh, did you point right, at me? Right, I didn't even right, notice. Right. We should come up with some sort of, I don't know, way to figure this out. I'm Jason LaFoon. And I have totally forgotten what, what my name is because I'm too old. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it's been, uh, how's everybody been? We've been I, got, I got a show canceled on me today. Oh yeah, that's one. good. The second one in like three weeks. What got canceled? It was a Grand Rapids thing. It was an art theater. Mm-hmm. I've never done one, but uh, for you Grand Rapids folks, uh, May June looks like uh, COVID. COVID numbers. COVID up, number. So. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. Uh, Michigan. Michigan's kind of going crazy. Yeah. Michigan's running around with COVID like uh, Florida was with bath salts there for a while. <laughs> yeah, bath salts were everywhere, man. This is the stories were coming out of Florida though, where like people were being eaten. I was gonna say COVID doesn't like make you one eat somebody's guy face. Got eaten. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I think that's enough. That's like how many how many more do you need to signify it's, uh, well, it's the apocalypse? See, you're doing the mainstream media. You're sensationalizing. You're like all the stories of people getting you were come Florida. The the one story. There's two. There was two. It, maybe, you just weren't touched. You no, weren't in a pipeline. Oh, no, dude. There was two. There was one guy. There was one. a woman that ate her uh, kid's toes off. Look at your I don't know, man. I don't even... I, I think it was just... It, it wasn't even bath salts. It was mental illness. I don't even know. That's, that's how... I've never gonna, even heard of that stuff before this. And I thought... Ah, that's it. You know oh, how it well, always ba- is. It's always salts? like it's the end of the world. Yeah, I'd never even heard of it before uh, I, that. I had heard of it before that. 
And that's, I can tell you from personal experience that you don't eat people's face off if you do bath salts. Well, the bath. <laughs> well, I see, I was one of the confused ones. I thought literally they were talking about the guy was like eating like a bath bomb or smoking a bath bomb. <laughs> see, that's what I thought. And then, now, yeah. I know, I know, because yeah. we're old, Rusty, because <laughs> our hair is more white than any other color. Uh, we're the same age, Dean. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Jason goes took to show off a few years. Genus. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. It's just like, do you remember when that uh, K two stuff was in gas stations? That fake weed that was everywhere. Yes. Well, I do remember when that charlatan stuff popped okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Well, at the same time, there was fake cocaine called bath salts that you could buy at head shops and stuff. And I bought this stuff at a head shop in Indianapolis called white girl and they were these little tins and they were like 20 bucks a piece let me ask you know it's a dumb question so i'm gonna stop myself before i even ask go ahead keep going oh no i'll take i'll open the floor no no no. i was i started to say you didn't question putting this in but i immediately i'm like what a stupid question because no, i'm at the comedy club the other day and somebody was like okay you want an atom and i'm like well, what was that uh, i'm sorry what were you saying uh, I heard about, right around the same time that the fake weed stuff was going around, I heard about the fake Coke stuff. And, uh, I mean, I tried the fake weed. Why wouldn't I try the fake Coke? Oh, you tried the fake weed? Oh, yeah. I, I, I smoked some of that before. It, 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 what is it? it? It's just weird, man. It's like, it makes you feel weird. I didn't like it. Yeah. But I knew people that were, like, all about it. And I think, I don't know, man. But, like... I don't trust those people. We went to this little pipe. Sh- they sold pipes and stuff, and they had this stuff called White Girl. What kind of fucking person doesn't, like, it's all about that shit when real weed is out there? People who are on probation and have to pass a piss test. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's like the equivalent of drinking and rubbing alcohol. <laughs> if you're a hardcore raging alcoholic, I got you. Okay. All right, proceed. Um, but yeah, so we got this stuff. White girls, twenty bucks a canister. White girl, yeah, white girl which is slang for co- which is street for coke. I mean, they even name it after the slang for drugs. Uh, you got a tin that says "blow." No, it was like it was like a little tin, like a like smaller than a thing of Carmex. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what like an Altoid can? No, 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 dude. It was and they were twenty bucks a piece. I opened it up and looked inside and was like. That's all? Like, if you were to dump it out, you could have made maybe, like, two big lines out of it. I mean, that's what you got for 20 bucks, right? Right. So I'm looking at this stuff, and I just do a key bump. And that little key bump, I was instantly like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. This shit works. (laughs) You were like, that guy's face looks like a turkey sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> it was some potent stuff. So I could see, like, if you if you just, like, dumped it out and was like, oh, that's it, and then, you know, like, made one big fat line out of it, you might go insane. Or or bought, say, $100 worth and went to town. You might eat a dude's face off or some toes. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I didn't whatever, hear about the toe story. Whatever whatever flowed to you know, whatever. That's interesting, though. Cause I, I ended up having what... a great... I ended up meeting uh, a bunch of random people in the bar that we went to. <laughs> uh, I was sharing my uh, store-bought uh, mathy Coke stuff. And yeah. yeah, dude, we made... We'd... <laughs> store-bought, bathroom-made. <laughs> yeah, these two little containers. There was 10 of us at the end of the night. After the bar closed, we were standing outside. 
the bar closed. And we stood there long enough for the bar to open the next morning. We were still in the same fucking spot. <laughs> just talking to these people we had met that night. <laughs> so, like, it was five hours because the bar closed at three, then it opened at eight for breakfast. I'd done that one time with a, with a eating acid with Corey Summers. <laughs> we were sitting, uh, we were sitting parked uptown and we were thoroughly enjoying the shadow play of, uh, of this, like, parking lot slash park every time a car would go by. And we listened to some music and, you know, and, and we were just enjoying ourselves. And we were there for, a while, and then somebody pulls up and says, "Hey, hey, hey what about uh, why don't you guys face the other direction?" So we we're like, Ooh, Ooh, "Shit!" Wow. So we turn around and we face <laughs> the other way, and it sucked ass. <laughs> so we turn back around, and then again, like like Dawn found us still sitting there at that uh, at that park, listening to uh, you know Led Zeppelin and staring at the wall. <laughs> Yeah, that was in it. But see, that's just, I start. That's why I said it was a stupid question because as soon as I go, well, why would you put that in your body? I've got like it's it's funny to me what in my head triggers. Well, that's not allowed. And then they'll be like, I got gel tabs, and I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's not made in the bathtub too. Like, <laughs> and I I realize I do it. I just I can't help it. Like, whoa, I wouldn't touch that shit. Black tar heroin. Oh, where's my pipe? <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Somebody got a spoon and a needle. I'm ready to go. Uh, that's the thing. I, 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 I couldn't, can't do needles. I oh, think the couldn't. same thing about meth. You put what? Drain cleaner and hydrous uh, yeah. among. Who I thought, mean, I'm not sharing my recipe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks you put that in your body? I mean, think about that. For somebody sitting around one day, hmm, I think I'm going to get some ammonia well, and inject it. Actually, I read about this and how this started was some really ingenuitive guys started packaging little uh, bags of powder in tins in the uh, tobacco <laughs> shop. <laughs> calling it white chick. <laughs> they called it white chick. <laughs> they followed white, him around all white night. White girl, not white chick. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He didn't notice. He was so fucked up. He didn't notice the group that stood with him all night had, like, clipboards and camera equipment. How do you feel right now, Jason? They hung on my every story. Dude, no. That, what's funny is uh, one, of the, one of the guys who, um, who, did it, who did it with us that night, he's a, he was my roommate in India, and he never did any drugs ever in his life. But because this stuff was bought at a store, he was. He like, was like, okay, oh, okay, I'll do that. That's yeah. not like a drug. See, here's that's that's the funny thing. That was oh my. God. That's why I'm the opposite reaction. I'm like, what? You bought that at a store? That's not, that's not legit. Give me a some backseat of some shady guy's car, like some guy in an alley with a trench coat. Yeah, I found it like what what Max say. If it's not a little shady, I'm not really into it. You know. <laughs> Oh man, I got to tell you, uh, I, I we my my uh, my son, my son thought he had uh, he had worked the system over and was banking some money. See, I had uh, he'd been they've been waiting on me to put lunch money, give him lunch money. Okay. I had just realized like the how to do it online. Like I knew you could do it online, I just right. never had. Yeah. So I'd done it online, and and like they they periodically check their funds. So. Or my schedule's crazy, so I figured, all right, they'll check it. You know, they weren't awake yet when I did it. I then I forgot about it. Well, my son had been waiting for me to put money in, 
and I never told him. So he took 20 of his own. I got one son who will spend every dime you hand him, and I got one son who ferrets it away. Oh, yeah. Like he has no yeah. intention of ever using it. And uh, he's got a bigger st- – I might get a loan from him one day because I'm sure he's got a bigger stash than I do. But he, uh, so he took 20 bucks and put it in there. And uh, he'd been buying himself slushies, right? Because that costs cash out of the thing. Uh, the extra cash, that's what you want most money for. So he's getting slushies for a while. Got his friends a couple. All right. Unbeknownst to him, I had put $15 in both their accounts. Well, he after getting some slushies for like three or four days, he decided to go check his, his uh, balance. He'd put 20 bucks in, and he had $24. Uh-oh. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> I'm buying a round for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, eh, hook it up. And then his buddy's like, really? For real? He's like, dude, listen. This is someone else's paying for this shit right now. <laughs> he's like, I think they're paying me to drink Slurpees, man. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, he thought he got a sponsorship deal that <laughs> no thought, one told him about. <laughs> he thought he got stimmied. <laughs> like all the stimmies were coming out. He's like, like he, he was just like, I guess, man, I thought. And then so, because like later I saw him that afternoon. This is after it had been going on a week, and I remembered. And I go, because Leland was complaining because <laughs> he had no money in his account, but he did. And I go, yeah, I put it in your account. It's uh, it's on. I put it online. It's in there. And Corbin goes, wait, what? <laughs> and the look on his face was so disappointed. <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, man. That that ex- that explains a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, how the world works. I, he's the one that drew up the contract with his brother a couple years. Oh yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the swindler. So he, <laughs> he the like, swindler. I come home. I came home the other day, and there's a uh, there's a. Uh, 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 huge uh, uh, uh table that andy's ordered to replace ours she 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 made me <laughs> she asked me like a dozen times to cut it in half and i didn't i just came home one day and the table was cut in half wait she got a table and <laughs> no cut it in half? no the, our table she she <laughs> sawed it in half she has plans project plans wait shit. what hold on a second yeah it's, yeah she cut the dining room table in half no, i got that part <laughs> yeah that was clear and then ordered a new table why? But what was well, the purpose I, yeah. of cutting the old table in half? Yeah. Make, she's making counter space. It's a pro, she's got projects Wait, whoa, whoa, in mind. Hold on. Making counter space <laughs> out <laughs> of the old table? No, you don't understand. It's for, no, it's, I don't understand. No, that's that's why I'm asking for yeah. clarification. It's, 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 it's ultimately, it's, go, it gets, it's attached to the wall now. And it's storage space. Everything has to be tall because we have a mastiff. Is this something so, she saw anyway. on the internet? And decided to transfer to real life on your house. I don't think so. It's more of a the dog can literally reach oh, everything yeah. on the planet standing on all four feet. So we have to. And the table sheet, the table sheet had for like a ten years, is is one that's like super tall. So, but it was is getting older. So she chopped it in half and ordered a new one. So I come in, I come home. You you say that <laughs> yeah, like that's normal. Yeah, when I you know. say that, I, you're I, saying like, like no no no. She just she chopped it in half and then ordered a new one. Okay, that, yeah. that, that speaks to anger. I know. Well, she asked me to do it, and I was like, uh, 
Still not normal. I don't think you understand how not clear you're being about what's happening. Exactly. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on most of the time. But she was making shit out of it. Dude, what do you want from I me? I just have this vision of her with a chainsaw so she, swinging it around in so the living room. Like she that. needed... All right. I think... I think even if I'm not right, it's concise enough that we can move on. Yeah, now, okay, yeah, I think I'm I think okay. what happened was she needed the old table for an art project, so ordered a new table. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that, All right. that cool. makes sense yes. to me. Got yeah. it. Yeah. A really high art project that the dog can't reach. <laughs> okay. And um, so this is how it I come home and like shit's sold in half, and like I don't. This is this is normal shit, right? But uh, so she ordered this new table, and it's fucking massive, and it's and it's it stands on these. these it's got to be really tall. Anyway, I'm like, man, they must have. Hopefully, they had like four people delivering that, because I pull up and it's just my whole porch is this table. And I walk in, and Corbin says, "My 15 year old son." He he says, "No, no, man, it was one guy, and he was struggling." <laughs> and he didn't go out and help him. Or he even goes, <laughs> like, man, I felt like he, that guy was in so much pain. And you, there was like, there was like on the, on the, on the cardboard, there was like a trench or like a catch a corner or something. And then another one, and then another one, and another one. I mean, we're lucky he wasn't like stomping on it. <laughs> and then I go, well, why didn't you go out and help him? And he goes, well, I, first of all, I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. <laughs> uh, when do you like? At what point do you realize you raised a monster? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, that's that's the problem with raising kids. It's up to them whether or not they're going to be a serial killer. It really is entirely up to them. Doesn't matter what you do; it's their choice. You really have very little control. Because I mean, like, and, and here's the deal: if if I got any, uh, I shouldn't have any uh, teens, really young teens, listening to this. So, uh, but once they figure out that you can that you can't like beat them with a stick. <clears throat> All the time. Then it's out of control. Like, then they're out of control. They'll leave when they want. When you can't physically take it to them. Oh, I know. Yeah, once wait. they figure that out. Because <laughs> legally, they, they, can't be, they can't be beaten. They should be. Well, that's why you always have to be constantly mentally tackling them. Yeah. Oh, you got to bring them down. You got you to big dog them. For sure. I'm 100% on that program. Mentally, you got to be inside their box. I, just like to, I like to do the walk by and give the little, like, flinch on them, you know? So they cower back a little. That's what they know. I like to carry around a water bottle and spray them right in the eyes when they're not looking. Like, Dude, I, I, that does remind me. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was at a family friend's high school graduation. This is a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, while I was there, there was a couple squirt guns that were just outside. And so I brought it in, I filled it with water, and I would just randomly like squirt people. <laughs> just like one little squirt, put it down, and watch people like look around. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what was that? 
So it was fun for like it was fun for a little bit. Then yeah. someone saw me, and then they start having fun too. Then it gets out of control. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then when these people walk in, and uh, they were like high school age, you know, they were friends of the person who graduated. <laughs> And they walk in, and I go to squirt them, and they see me ha- like with the squirt gun in my hand. I pull the trigger, hit the one dude in the face before I can pull it down, and all of them just kind of like look at each other, <laughs> and then look at me, and then they just walked away. And I'm just like, oh, okay, way to make me feel like the asshole. <laughs> Would make me feel like oh, yeah, I guess I'm the dick, guys. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, you didn't come here expecting to get squirted in the face? Like, what the fuck, guys? I'm trying to prepare you for life. You can walk into work at any moment, and a motherfucker can squirt you in the face, and you got to be ready for that. I, I was just trying to have fun, and they made me feel so bad about it. <laughs> What's funny is they're goddamn teenagers. They were they're they're looking at me oh, like yeah. like yeah. I should have been looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been on. I'd have been like, all right, that's cool. If I was, you're like, you didn't squirt teenage me. I'd have been running around with a fire hose in five minutes, <laughs> fire extinguisher or something. Yeah, uh, it would have been on. It would have been a good time. So, uh, again, I got two shows canceled. I took some vacation days, though, to line up with those shows so I'd have the next day off. So now I just have, uh, I got a couple of nice two-day off spots thrown in the middle of the month there for no reason. Are you going to enjoy them? Or oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna, try to yeah. like I'm book gonna, another show? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not still gonna going, pants. just because the show's canceled. Yeah, he's I'm still going to show up. I'm still showing up. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to wear pants. <laughs> it's vacation days. Cause I'm like, Dad, please. <laughs> we're at our we're at band recital. <laughs> no pants. No pants. You're probably the popular dad, I would think. I don't think so. I don't. They, like my kids are always. In, well, I don't. It's not. It's not the fear. I like to mentally. Like I said, I like to get inside and box with them inside their head. Uh. Uh, and the fear that I'm going to do something embarrassing to him in public is always right there. I rarely ever do. <laughs> so know. just the fear is enough. Well, like I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So like uh, uh, we, <laughs> my daughter uh, back when she was a cheerleader, so they would, they would uh, she would it was like some sort of prom night or uh, or they have they have like four of these dances now and okay. I don't I don't, yeah. I don't keep track I don't I don't right. know what they all are right there's uh, there's a winter one there's a spring one anyways it was one of the dances it was during football season uh, I think that's that would have been the fall dance fall dance fall, <laughs> the fall the fall formal could have been homecoming man homecoming yeah that's, no, that's okay. what it was it was, right. it was homecoming but anyway so she's the one that they toss in the air. Right, so for cheerleading. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, because yeah. like, she's she's cheerleading the game, and oh, okay. and she has this okay. home. She's like right. in the homecoming queen's All court. Right. That's exactly what it was. Okay, and uh, so she's wearing like you know this gown for, at halftime. Right, and and it, you know it's all sleek and shoulderless and whatnot. But meanwhile, she's been thrown up in the air all week getting practice for it. So there's these scratches all up in her oh, arms from these cheerleaders grabbing yeah. her, you know, and holding, catching her. So, uh, so she's out there. He's in his tux. It's right at halftime. I go whipping over there to get some pictures of him, and uh, I walk up, and 
it's the first time I see him as a couple, and this, this kid Weston had asked her out. And I walked home, and I was like, oh, wow, you look gorgeous. And then I snatched up her arm and flipped it around like I'd never seen those scratches. And I go, what the fuck, Weston? <laughs> and this kid just <laughs> melted in front of me. That yeah now now I would that yeah that, that that's be it you dick. know her she'll not to shut up man. <laughs> yeah I was like I guess I can't blame you <laughs> oh my god she was really like daddy and he just like turned to a puddle and that was like I don't know it would have been our sophomore year I think and and like years later. If you had done that to me as a sophomore in high school, I would have pissed myself right on the spot. He might have. He was, it was dark. He was wearing dark. Yeah, he was good. He was in a tux. It's loose. breathes. But anyway, it's shit like that. It's, what, so like, it's the fear of me doing shit like that is uh, is why it, the stuff lingers, I guess. And uh, you only have to do it a couple times. That's my point. You stay inside their head, just boxing away, because they never know when you're going to strike. What is, the, what is that's that? That's me sound? boxing there. Okay, uh, that, you you got to understand their, uh, their frontal lobe. To... <laughs> <laughs> that's me inside boxing their frontal lobe. <laughs> Brian, Brian Collins says I'm a, I'm a cult leader. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, you Jason, you said that a number of weeks ago. Cult mm-hmm. 101. He is a cult leader. Yeah, well, he is. We were, no, Jason just knew the facts on how to start a cult for sure. Well, it's cult one one. Yeah. Yeah, sleep deprivation. I mean, we don't need to go through it all. <laughs> Renaming them your name instead of <laughs> their name. You know, things like that. That's Is called that... nicknames, man. We do that in America. I don't know what you're talking about. I no, f- no, 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 no. <laughs> nicknames typically aren't just a different name. <laughs> Yeah. Your nickname is usually something like maybe a descriptive thing about yeah. you mixed with your actual name. Right. Nicknames aren't just assigning a totally new name. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know, I, it just depends on what region of the country you're coming from, I guess. I okay. just you know the whole region of the <laughs> like, whatever's in the borders of the country, that whole region. Yeah. I would I, guess. Is, I don't know. Yeah. I you know I to each his own. Tomato, tomato. You know. If your nickname is uh, 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 Flash and and this guy's nickname is uh, Timothy, that'd, Jason that'd be weird, you know. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> well, <laughs> Karen is a nickname now. Come on now. Uh, I was just ahead of my time. Okay. Except you didn't use Karen, so I no. were you. You're a trendsetter. Is that what you're saying here? I'm ahead of my time, Rusty. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I want you to thank everybody for joining us at Light Me at Five. You need to go on to our Facebook page, Light Me at Five Pod. Give it a like. Check us out. Find out where we're going to be going when our shows aren't canceled out from underneath us. That's, uh, that's two <laughs> venue cancels on me in like three weeks. I'm still yeah, No venues canceled on me in three weeks. No, Just, you had one. Um, it was like a month ago, I guess. Which one? Chester's. Yeah. Oh, that was rescheduled. Rescheduled. Oh, big difference. Yeah, that's true. Mine was canceled. His was rescheduled. <laughs> You're not on that, the 23rd? Yeah, I already had that one booked, though. I uh, booked two shows, and then, <laughs> so I had one canceled. That's what I'm saying. Boom. Bastard. He got rescheduled. <laughs> <laughs> See? 
<laughs> anyway, check us out. Get on our page. Uh, go on to Instagram. Light me at five pod. Check us out. You can reach me at Dean Jernigan Comedy. That's J E R N I G A N Comedy at gmail.com. You can reach the uh, podcast here at lm5pod at gmail.com. That's L M F I V E pod at gmail.com. You can reach Jason LaFoon. Still accepting smoke signals. Still accepting <laughs> smoke signals. I look to the West every night at 8 30 p.m. Uh, also, just you could find me on the internet like people do. It's not that hard to find someone on the internet nowadays. You could send me random messages like all the men that have yeah, fake I, women profiles. Yeah, on dude, Facebook I got. That, I gotta tell you, I always every wish time, me a great morning. You know, I get. I gotta tell you, there's a uh, there's a. Uh, um, oh, oh and no, I don't want to buy crypto from you on Facebook. Yes, <laughs> yes. So there's a thing that when you start getting into comedy. Uh, and, and you start networking with all these comedians. You also network with their fans and any weirdos that are uh, associated with them. And uh, so you start getting all these requests sent to you, and it's a mob of them. And, and I'll, I'll usually click on the page, and I'll check, see if they're a comedian or somewhere or some sort of booker in the industry or something. Uh, but oftentimes I'll get the just the weirdest outlandish character, My- and they'll have one mutual friend, and I'll click on it, and never fails. It's Jason LaFoon. <laughs> Is my one mutual friend. I get well. That's dude. Because I, I, I vet people now. I make sure your profile is like somewhat real. Yeah. Because like, what's my favorite one is I'll get one. I'll get a request. You get the porn request all the time. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah. there's one that's similar to the porn request where it's just like a ridiculously gorgeous woman, and then you click the page, and there's almost nothing on there. Yep. But like when they update their profile pictures and stuff, and you can see where it says. So and so updated his profile picture. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, or, where well, it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to go a different route with my scams. Let me update all. Oh, yeah. I forgot to change my gender in the <laughs> settings. Also, yeah, or they're just bad with English. Yeah, yeah and too. it'll be it'll yeah. be some gorgeous woman who you know doesn't say, "I am like fun." Yeah. Well, I pretty much take it for granted if it's a gorgeous woman, it's definitely a scam for me because ain't nobody going to be. Yeah, yes, nobody wants to be my friend. He's probably got. Yeah. I do. I delete. I don't even go to the page. I put delete. Rusty's delete probably him. got the rusty vixens, <laughs> They're like the smoking hottest uh, uh, underground like fan club, uh, and he has no. He just keeps. He just keeps swiping away. No. Just, Swipe left. I've always kind of Is relied. Right? Which one? Which one gets rid of them? Swipe left, right? I have no idea. Swipe left. Swipe no left. Idea. Get out of here. <laughs> Time to swipe left on here. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we, uh, there's a flashback coming. I don't know what it is. We'll figure it out. Coming up next, it's a like me at five flashback. Coming up next, it's a Like Me at Five flashback. Yeah, that is Dean Jernigan on guitar, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. And Rusty on bongos. <laughs> Me on bongos. I, uh, I normally took, took lessons last time. Did you? Yeah. yeah. You needed some. I did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Step it up. I did. The uh, <laughs> Normally, this is where I would regale you with uh, sea stories or some uh, old college wins. 
<laughs> okay. But I think we'll just we'll move right on. We got a, we got a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. Um, very excited to have this guy. Uh, I've actually I performed twice. Why? Well, no, I performed one show and then I I, I shared a mic stage with him. Uh, but uh, this is, we got we got today Coffee Black. He's a co-author of the book of cigarettes and bad decisions and a stand-up <laughs> comic. How you doing, Coffee? <laughs> Why y'all laughing already? What's going on, y'all? Uh, the title title of that book is perfect, man. I love it. Yeah, I dig it. Who? Uh, yeah. So yeah. is that is that about? What, give me the what's the what's the what's the book? Is that is that a biography? Is that a fiction? What's what's the story? No. Um. So the book is actually a self help book, right? From I guess the demographic would be from. I mean, because kids are far more advanced now so i guess probably like 16 to like i don't know like 40 like it just <laughs> not, we've we wrote that book like for just about anybody for any age group any uh ethnicity uh really and um I, i'll tell you how the title came about <laughs> right so first of all it's what real quick it's uh i co-authored the book uh with uh two of my uh, best friends and business uh associates uh jack brickhouse out of he's out of phoenix arizona now and uh tawan hollow tip uh mallard uh she's also out of, out of phoenix and basically one night well we had a, we've been friends for Oh my God! Easily, all going on like twenty years, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and uh, we had a podcast at the time uh, before that called uh, "The Truth About Lies" that was really great and uh, took off and was kind of a big deal uh, for, uh, for a minute. And people were like, "You guys should write a book. You guys should write a book." Like, when we listen to you guys, it's like being a part. Like, like we're there with you guys in the conversation and we wanted to write a self-help book. And so I was like, I don't know anything about writing a novel. Like, I, like I have not been to school in like 18 years. Like I, <laughs> my college spent lasted like six months. Oh, okay. Like I'm not the MLA handbook guy. All right. Okay. Like, we, we got somebody in the studio that can relate to that yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I'll read. Like, I'll, I'm a reader. Like, I'll read it, but I, I'm, I don't know the first thing about you know going about writing. So my business partner, he's like, dude, you just be creative. You figure everything, the creative side out. I'll deal with how to get this done. So I'm with uh, one of my friends one night, and uh, we split up, and she goes her way, and the next day. She had to catch a flight, and so I just text her to make sure she's okay. I was like, hey, just text him, you know, see if you got off all right. And then she goes, oh, my God, dude, I smell like cigarettes and bad decisions right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like, she kept on telling me about, like, her day or her, her night, and I, didn't, I couldn't tell you what happened Anything. to her. Yeah. All I knew was I was stuck on cigarettes and bad decisions <laughs> and the fact that she smelled like them. Because I was like, oh, my God. That is amazing to me. That, like, like I left, like, it was already 1 o'clock when we split up. 
Like the fact that it's eight in the morning, you're ready to miss your flight, and you smell like cigarettes and bad decisions. And so, like, I go through my mental process because it stayed with me for like a week, and I like I kept on saying it in my head. I was like, why can't I get this this phrase out of my head? And I asked her where she got it from, and she was like, well, I got it from the cigarettes and bad decisions I made that night. Like, why the hell are you asking me? about this <laughs> well there's a there's a visual like, there's a visceral reaction to that title like it all takes yes. every one of us back to that hotel room <laughs> you know yeah. immediately you just know what it's it's just filth yeah. and, and and disgust oh, yeah. like and it was and here's the part, it was happiness in the disgust <laughs> like, like your brain is warped. Like two things can be true. You can be engaging in something terribly disgusting <laughs> and nasty and shameful while also enjoying it. And all those things can be true. Mardi Gras 2001, <laughs> my friend. Mardi Gras 2001. <laughs> so I, uh, I hit my buddy up. And, I, and now I gotta, I gotta sell him on this because it sounds crazy. Like, okay, how is this the title for the self-help book? So it's it's easily marketable, branding, merchandise. And I broke down like, you know, first of all, because here's the king: everybody has done at least one in this world. You've either smoked a cigarette at least once in your life, because smoking cigarettes at a point in our history was like the first sign of like rebellion oh yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. Like, yeah. like the thought that was the first sign of like uh adolescence and disobedience was oh i'm gonna smoke a cigarette or i'm gonna drink a beer everybody has made a bad decision so you've done at least one right it, it, we've all done at least one and the subtitle to it is i wish i would have known because you know like when you hear nowadays we say man it's I would have known then what I knew oh, now. Oh, yeah. So basically, all three of us decided to, we came up with these subject matter, like uh, 10 chapters, and we all give our point of view. So it's like you're getting three books from three different authors in one book. Or whatever. It's all our point of view. Now, like the chapters range from crabs in a barrel and... <laughs> and um, uh, we got another chapter. Uh, it's okay to be the black sheep, uh, and uh, I mean, dude, are, are, I mean is everybody involved a comedian? Everybody involved is create. Everybody's not a comedian, though. I'm the only comic. Okay, well, I'm you had to get you had to get actual literal literal talent. Like you had to get no, actual no, authors. No, oh, no, but, but I'm the only. Um, I'm the only non, I guess, uh, higher learning educational <laughs> one. Intellectual, the uh, oh academia. You're the, the non-academia. <laughs> Thank you. You, you see, that, I just qualified myself on why I shouldn't be writing a book. The words I just put together immediately eliminate me while also qualifying me for not being able to engage in anything that anybody should be reading at all yeah my girlfriend often says you know there's such a thing called punctuation <laughs> like these all these Listen, sentences man, aren't going together i'm an ellipses guy 
Right? Like the dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's my new thing. Yeah. I do dot, 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 like in text messaging instead of periods now. Just to piss people off. Like, why do I use ellipses? I don't even know what those things mean, grandma. <laughs> I use ellipses for semicolons, commas, periods, exclamation points. Yeah. I, I use it for everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they mean. And I got to tell you something, too, to you grammar Nazis out there. We don't care which <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. I we guess. don't know which one it is, but we don't care which one it is. So how long you been How long you been doing stand-up, Coffee? Uh, I've been doing stand-up now, officially, for... Four years? Four years? My first open mic was five years ago. Where'd you start at? But I started at a place in Chicago called Patsy's in the Lincoln Square area, like kind of like up north a little bit. Um, what was the setup there? Uh, was it a uh, was it a crowd bringer? Uh, it, was a, it was like a bar. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a bar pub. Um, it was hosted by this guy, um, uh, Noah Gutierrez. And I found it online. I Googled it. I was like, look, man. So what made you start? Like That was your first time up. What drove you to that? What What was the like the, the drive to take? Because there's a hundred people you know that are funny. But very yeah. few make that crossover. And, and what was it that well, pushed you? I should have been doing stand-up, um, and this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound because I'm not as uh, high in academia as my man said, <laughs> but uh, I was supposed to be doing stand-up at, at like young, like 18, 19, like the Greeks, mm-hmm. right? Like I should have started then um, because, you know, everybody's around, oh, you're really funny. And they yeah. wouldn't tell me I needed to do stand-up. They would always ask, was I a comic? And, yeah. of course, my response would be no. And I always had a fear of having to be funny. Like, I never – I knew I was funny, but I never wanted the pressure of having to be funny. It's Damn. a completely so – I avoided it. Completely different beast, yes. Yeah, like, it, it's – I've always – held comics my whole life in in high regard it was something that was just to me i always saw as this is the most incredible thing somebody can do from a young age i I, I mean i i i was engulfed by it and throughout the years i would want to but it was the fear it was the fear of of getting up there and and having to do it and not knowing how to actually do it or what to say. What spurred you to, then, to research it? Um, my buddy I wrote the book with. Okay. Rick House, uh, we were doing, he invited me out to Phoenix, and he said, man, I think that's when we started the podcast. He was like, I think I got a way to get your voice out. And this, uh, once we started doing that for like two years, he was like, okay, I need you to go. Like, he pushed me, I need you to go out and get this done. And so one night, because I'm highly competitive too. Mm-hmm. So it was like a personal challenge. It was like, all right, I'm like, let's do it. 
if you're if you got the balls enough to jump out of a plane, oh, did I just curse? God, I'm, I'm sorry. You're fine, <laughs> man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I was gonna be professional. Uh, I, dropped, I dropped the f bomb. We've got that's actually that's actually your fourth one. We've got Mark. <laughs> No worries. Keep going. No man. problem. He's gonna jump out of a plane. You're gonna jump on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I'm, I'm clearly, I'm bombing this right now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm already bombed this. This is a, a clean. It's supposed to be a clean set. All right. Already. God. Oh, I, 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 I fear clean sets. I really do. I do too. No, it's a psychological I, I, thing, man. I, I, I think it's because yeah. you, 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 you want to be relaxed up there and go natural. And people tell me all the time, like, you know, I don't cuss a lot in any of my sets. I do I a little do, bit, right. but right. It, it's, it's an, it's my natural way I'm speaking. And if, if I, I just feel too much pressure to go up there with the expectation to be clean on stage and not expect it to go back to my natural, man. Yeah. I. I I generally do not have, use profanity in any of my bits. If I use profanity in my bits, it's specific for that bit to for emphasize. that moment. Yeah. To emphasize. So I yeah. literally and I I try to uh, elocute it that way too. I think it's and a valid I tool. Try to punch. Oh, it is yeah. a valid tool. Personally, I think it's a yeah, I think it's a majorly no valid tool. Um, I absolutely tap my hat to the guys, uh, the, the Michael Banks out there, the Nate Bargatze's out there that can do a 100% yeah. clean set and, and you don't even, the, the best clean set, you don't even realize they're doing a clean no. set. And you don't, re, you don't even realize they're doing a clean yeah. set. But the other, right. the other and, holds yeah. true too. If, if you're in the natural, if it's in the natural rhythm of your speech and what you're saying, you don't notice it either. And, and see, that's my, that's my key yeah. right there. Mike Banks. That's just that's Mike Banks, so right. it's a natural way for yeah. him. And it, it, I believe me, I wish I could just switch it on and off because it would allow, it would open me up to so many more booking possibilities. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I get asked to do clean shows all the time, all the time, and I've done them. I've attempted it because I think you need to at least try something at least once, yeah. you know, yeah. and it gives you a, a greater range. Um, it helps you out with your set and with your story. Yeah, it, it helps you focus on stage too, right? Yeah, yeah, it helps you focus. It helps you lock in. But I don't know, man. Sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes you need a, you, you need profanity. I, I agree. You well, need, or uh, as my father calls them, full throttle words. <laughs> full throttle words. Yeah. I had uh, <laughs> somebody one time tell me, well, why do you say that? That's ugly language. And I said, well, the topic I was talking about was ugly. It deserved ugly language. I mean, yeah. if it fits, it fits. Absolutely. So what point, What you had to hit a point sometimes. So you're going to some open mics. And in Chicago, they can be yeah. rough because I've, I've been up there and done that open mic scene. Some of them, you're in a drawing and you may get three minutes. Some of them are pay. Some of them are bring, you got to bring some people with you. You got to bring a crowd, those bringer mics. Um, at what point, though, did you say, you know, I really got, like, I'm actually pretty good at this? This is going to sound arrogant, but once I did it that one time that night, now, mind you, I get there, and I sign up, 
and I'm number 23 on the list because oh. I didn't know I, you had to arrive earlier than right. the other and and so people are leaving yeah so the you know they're leaving other comics are leaving people that they came with are leaving it's a mm. Friday night so I get up there and I perform and it's myself the bartender I think that other guy was the owner and two other comics in there yeah and I could have easily left and there was pressure. It was yeah. pressure on myself. To be, it, it was the fear of, oh man, this is, this is what this is. <clears throat> like, yeah. I'm. I got five minutes. I've developed these five minutes specifically for this, and now I have nobody to tell these jokes in front of. And something was like, you need to do this. You can't. You've driven all the way out here, forty-five minutes. Yeah. You've waited two hours, two and mm -hmm. a half hours listening to these other comics like screw it get up there and do these five minutes for yourself and once i did them i was like okay yeah yeah this is what i'm supposed whole to whole new doing. world opened and up didn't it? i knew i was unseasoned and i was i was raw um but i knew this is what i was supposed to be doing and i knew i was going to be good at it i just had to get my voice and get the mechanics so it's kind of arrogant. It's kind of arrogant for me to say, but I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing even before I even got up and did it. I just had to do it. Now I want to. I want to. I want to stop you right there. I want to point out game. something. I want to point out something to the listeners. Did you hear what he said? I drove forty-five minutes here. I've been waiting for two hours. I've got five minutes to go, and there's only a few people left in the audience. And you do that night after night after night after night and polish after it night. up. And, and that uh, is how you – it's not – there's such a misunderstanding uh, as to what it takes to, to get into stand-up. Oh, yeah. And so many people think you just there's go up there no, and re-riff. And it is, it is a yeah. – I mean, there is riffing in your set. And, and, and the more comfortable you are, the more you do it, the more you can riff and the more Absolutely. you can grow the thing. But there is – I can't tell you, I drove – I would get, work all day and then drive three hours to Grand Rapids just to get on a, fret, a mic because there wasn't a lot around. And then you drive the right. four-hour drive home and then work the next day just for five minutes yeah. at a diner I where would... I'm just interrupting their dinner. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. oh, it's the worst. Listen, it's, I, I, was, I, I, I did a podcast. And we we were talking about um, the uh, the the dynamic of success and and having fun with what you do. Yeah. And I was I I had my my stance on it was, listen, success can have fun moments, but striving to be successful and striving to be great, it's not fun. <laughs> Oh. It, 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 let, me, let me tell you something. Driving 45 minutes to an hour or three hours like yourself and hoping you, for again, for five minutes now, yeah. you've worked all day, you got to get home or you got to leave straight from your job, get to these mics, and you got you got to be there every night and hopefully you yeah. can get two in, you know, because I'm in Indiana, you're driving to the city to be able to do this. Yeah. And... It's night after night after night yeah. after night after night, and you're tired and you're getting home sometimes at three o'clock in the morning. You got to be at work at six or seven or whatever you're doing. 
I'm, I'm blue collar. I work in a plant, so I got to yeah. be there at six. You're getting two hours of sleep. Then you're writing jokes here. Your brain is here. And it's, it's this whole big thing that you're trying to create just so somebody can notice you and be like, hey, you want to be a part of this showcase? Yeah. And you're networking. It's so many different factions yeah. to the business and what you're attempting to do. It's, you'll have those fun moments. Yeah, like it, yeah, you get to chop it up with comics and that camaraderie of. There, I do love. I, yeah, I do love the yeah, com no. the comic the the comics on the scene. They're interesting. Yeah, they're intelligent. They're witty. They're very different people. That's one of the reasons I fell in love with doing stand up to begin with. Is is the scene right. around there? But it is it is absolutely. Uh, it is it is a grind, and I, you know I start like where where I was was is a is a is kind of a mic desert, right? You had the drop, but that was about it, unless you're driving significant hours. And so I I'm I'm two months in doing uh you know just going to the mics and doing stuff, and I realized I've only had a total of like 35 minutes on stage, and I'm just like, yeah. how are you going to get better at this? And and in the key, I mean, you have to get on stage. So rather it means that you turn around and you drive to grand rapids for three hours to hit two mics then that's what you do but you know it's a it's a grind there's a <laughs> there's a grind associated i want to say joe coy was uh was when he appeared on the night show was still selling shoes at nordstrom's i believe it yeah yeah dude listen people are like oh dude uh you, i need you to do a, a 20 minute set and i'll pay you you know, 50 bucks, yep. which is, I mean, if, if you compare that to how much you make an hour on your job, it's right. like, Oh yeah, 50 bucks for 20 minutes. Cool. Like, all right. Yeah. That's, that's decent money. Or, you know, you see somebody who's kind of a, they set their bar on, on their price. And it's like, you know, I don't come out of the house and do a set for, you know, less right. than 300. Right. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah. Oh, they're full of themselves or this, that, and the other, or, you know, it's yeah, dude. That three hundred dollars, they have surpassed that of money. So when you see the Chappelles and the Joe Coys or the Rocks, and you see these yeah twenty million dollar, you know, paydays, or oh man, you know, they went on tour. He made eight million on tour, and then you know he sold it for ten million, or this person yeah. got two million, or you know. When you see them at a show, they're they're booking out at fifty G's, you know, a night. And, and make no G's mistake, Joe Coy's Jay Co Joe Coy's been doing it for thirty years. Oh yeah, for thirty years. Thirty right. So years. it's like, well, well, oh my God, well, I, I would do that. I, this guy spent hours in the car. <laughs> Been hours at clubs. Oh, weeks, months, minutes, years of his weeks, life. Yeah, months, years of their life. Yeah. Like it is an investment. Yeah. Like this, make no mistake about it. You are literally in. You're going to invest a lot more time, a lot more stress, long before you know. Yeah. You hit the road. You get those big paydays. And you know, it's, it's, the, it's the funny thing the is, the funny thing is about this is that when you're up there and you're killing it to a good crowd, it's absolutely worth everything yeah. you've ever done to get there. Yeah. 
it's worth every penny. I have it's a worth uh, every penny. I have a musician friend who uh, always likes to make the comment. It's amazing to me how many years it takes to be an overnight success. Yeah. And, and you know, he was talking about there was a band, Kings of Leon, that hit it huge. What yeah. about five years ago? I remember. And he says I was playing oh, bar. I was Kings playing bars in Nashville with them twenty five years ago. They've been at it forever. I yeah, uh, I know. You know. It's always when you hear that, you, you yeah. need that they get that big break, and you're like, oh, this new band on the yeah. scene. <laughs> they, they, they're not new. It's, it's like, the same no, thing. No, in they're not. They, no. they they've been pounding and pounding and pounding, and it's a lot of doubt. You have a lot of nights where it's like, man, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? What are you? What are yeah. you? What are you doing this for? Yeah. What are you doing this for? Yep. I and, then, and and that's how you know. I, I you keep on going. I got to let you go here in a second, coffee. But I want to. I want to. I want to share the story with you. I heard this really reminds me of your first time up. Uh, this was from. Uh, I was listening to uh, this was a story that uh, was told on a podcast from a comedian telling it from a story you heard from a comedian who had passed years ago. But he was saying that it was a, okay. one of those old road dog comedians, you know, just right. worked the yeah. road all all throughout the eighties and whatnot. Yeah. And he said uh, he was there. He was in New York. I think he said it was New York. He goes into this bar uh, to go to this mic to see you know the, the, what new guys are around, and um, nobody was there except like six comedians. And so the comedians were all mad. Nobody showed up to this thing. And they're all just sitting at the bar complaining and drinking. He says, and he heard someone in the back where the stage was. And he walks back through there to see who's up. And it was a 18-year-old Eddie Murphy doing his set to an empty room. And he said he sat down and watched this kid do his set to an empty room. It was about five minutes or something. Right. But he was like, the fact that that kid got up there and did that set to an empty room he said i just there was something about that kid that he had the drive right. and i knew he had the drive when i saw that yeah that's part of it yeah that's part of the it factor man yeah so it, it gives you character it gives your story character it gives life character i mean i've seen some of the most ridiculous things that mike's shameful things yeah. <laughs> unbelievable sets yeah. that I wish the world could have seen <laughs> that they like I, I'm talking about guys that put on masterful sets yeah. in five minutes Yeah, you know it, it, ten minutes at certain showcases and it's like oh my god the world should have been here that night yeah, yeah. like the, the, yeah and you know and, and those it's like that it factor that nobody can explain. Well, there's a certain I've magic. I've been around for 100 years, and it's that magic, the it. Like, what is it about this person? You don't know what it is, but it's something about them, and you see it, and then all of a sudden you see everything around them. It's like if they stay with it and nothing happens and they don't get discouraged or, you know, they keep their nose clean, they'll be there. And there's something, there's something fantastic, too, about being in the room live. That oh yeah! Just lose in translation. Oh, yeah. Some comics who don't yeah. sell well on TV, that you'll see them live, yeah. and you'll be like, "This is the best stand-up comedian oh, yeah. I've ever seen," because he I've, owned I've it. Seen. When you're in there, you get yeah. an energy from a crowd. Yeah. Oh, and you, I mean, it yeah. goes back and forth. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Well, absolutely. coffee. I, I, it's I, uh, we're just starting to open back up. Do you have anything you'd like to uh, announce? Anything you got? Any upcoming dates? Anything that you're doing? Um, still trying to lock down dates. I have nothing definite yet. You know, we're still opening back up, so yeah. you know, you're still waiting to get back out there, and you know, everybody's kind of dropped down a tier. 
or yeah, two. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I found, what I have found though, is is the key then is to uh, start doing what you might call the alternative comedy shows. Like uh, there's been a real successful one in South Bend out of the Indiana Whiskey Company. We've been doing it. It's an outdoor show, and I've never really liked it. I've always been kind of anti-outdoor shows, but these guys over the last month or so have really sh- like changed my attitude on it. Uh, good crowds have come out, oh, really? and it's been a uh, it's been uh, it's been a really good good experience. Yeah, I uh, I went out there. Um, I did maybe like two, no, maybe like three years ago. Oh yeah. I did, I did, uh, I did that room, like the open mic yeah. portion before the showcase. Yeah. Um, uh, I went out there with a friend, Kay Francis Norris. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Kay Francis. Yeah. 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 He was on and, um, and, uh, he's headlining the showcase and uh, I did that room. It, it was it was a good time. You guys are doing that outside. That's that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, we've been setting up. That sounds pretty cool. We've been setting up the uh, the mic and the and the uh, sound in a dock bay, and a spotlight mm-hmm. on us. And then they park in the grass, and then they set up lawn chairs. And they've had food out and catered, and um, of course you can have some whiskey. And um, people have been bringing coolers and 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 kind of treating it like a drive-in. Yeah. And they park outside, and they're kind of distant, and and it ends up being a really cool setup. So they've really changed my mind. We've had the last crowd was uh, approaching a hundred people out there, and um, they've really changed my mind with what you can do with outdoor yeah. shows. So I think that's part of it with the with the reopening, and and like you said, everybody got kind of knocked down a notch, right? Because they're not selling out theaters, so the theater acts moved to the nightclubs, and the nightclubs moved to the comedy clubs, and the comedy clubs moved, and right. everybody got knocked down a notch. So I think the key is for uh, local scenes to be doing uh, just be doing kind of alternative comedy shows that you don't normally see and I think we'll just we'll keep it alive and well until this thing evens itself out yeah I mean that's I mean that's all you can that's all you can really do coffee man just keep on writing absolutely dude it's absolutely man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. I'm, it was, it's good to have you on. I'm looking forward to seeing you at uh, the Market Lounge some more, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow night. I got some uh, new stuff yep. again working on. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have fun tomorrow night, buddy. All right. We'll see you guys. See you then, Coffee. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Light me at five. <laughs> Five.